are listening to WEHC 90.7. This is Art Speaks, a production from the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. We are a free uh, art museum, open seven days a week, so make sure you stop by. I'm your host, Charlotte Torrance, um, and I'm back this week with Jason Flack, a local artist from Johnson City. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? You still good? From I'm still good. The whole week has passed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were talking. Glad to be back. Uh, last week about being uh, this idea of being an urban folk artist and also about a lot of the increase of the focus, I think, on local artists and somewhat alternative, maybe not mainstream isn't the right word, but maybe not institutional artists who are becoming more prominent within the Tri-Cities area. Um, and a lot of these very much artists-driven initiatives, such as the Holler House and Bristol and Bloom, mm-hmm. that are being put on by active artists who purposefully fill mm-hmm. a gap. And, and something both of them have said is, we have so many really talented people here in this region of Appalachia and not the right opportunities and the advice. What you've said uh, to me that I've heard from other artists is that the advice people get is to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Right. And, oh, yeah. um, and just, well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. You finally don't feel alone. You, you feel like you have, a, a, as much as I don't want to be a part of groups in my, in my decision-making and my beliefs, you do want to be a part uh, of a group that's got something positive to say when it comes to art. You can go far, go fast, like the old saying. You want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. So you, you collect these these mutants of artists, uh, me included. You know, networking was the probably the greatest thing I learned as an introvert because I, I I was not I wasn't like deathly shy or anything, but like I had moments where I was so shy. I get that from my mother, where people go like. Is Jason okay? Is he all right? And I'm, I just, I'm just, I get powered by myself. I'm fine. You know, I have to explain like, no, I just, I'm good. Try this. No, I'm, but then you meet these folks and it makes you want to speak, not just necessarily for them, but with them. And yeah, yeah, you get tired of myself. You get tired of, of waiting. You try to cross these moats of these, these so-called castles and it's no offense to schools, but being a, all these boxes, self-taught vandal, <laughs> street artist, whatever the label is. My personal life in ETSU, you I thought that is where you make it. And don't get me wrong, it's that's that's a cool it's but it, but it is a collaboration. That's it. It's a collaboration. It's a cool collaboration. It's a grand thing that my past self would just would be very impressed with. A school that chewed me up and spit me out writes grants for me to do art now. What a wonderful life. What a cool thing, right? But it it took work. Do you know how hard it is to like wave your hand as a self-taught vandal street art? Do you know how hard it is to get that their attention when they're they've got the import and export system of, of ready and willing artists in their in their um, schooling? Do you know how hard it is? And I'm not taking their spot. I'm trying to make a spot within their spot. And yeah, it's very difficult. But you have believability. You have a you have a guy here that is telling you all of that diversity stuff that's in the air now. All the stuff that I, I read these questionnaires before program, I lived that life. Use me up. I, I've been saying that, like I said in the last episode, I looked at John City and I said, I get you. Now just get me. That's what. I, that's how deep. I had no aspirations coming here. I had no aspirations coming to Emory and Abingdon, all these places I've been able to travel because I didn't know any better. I didn't know that was even possible. But I thought, Johnson City, if you just let me, just let me paint and I'll show you like there's something different. You don't have to keep borrowing from the Vills, and I'll explain the Nash, the Knox, and the Ash Vills. You don't have to keep borrowing from them. You have it here. That's what I kept saying. And again, called crazy and called the the loud one. Why is he so passionate? People ask me, are you from here? 
you know, like I said in a different way last episode, you talk like this, you have, like, I'm part Robert Crumb and then slash Muhammad Ali when I'm in art mode. Introspective and creative, but also loud if I need to be. Believe, Muhammad Ali believed he was the greatest, and he said it so many times, you go, yeah, yeah. Your record's 50 and something, single digit, yeah, you're the, yeah, you're the greatest. I believe you. Because he, he was loud because he had confidence. And he knew what he was talking about. And then when it came up to fight, he did it. He was an anti-war <laughs> person, and they took his career in his prime. Out of his prime, they needed him to save ter- uh, hostages from terrorists. That's a hero. And he was loud in between. Quiet when he saved soldiers. Loud when he was actually risking his life. I told you last episode, it's do or die. I want to get out of where I'm working now. Not because I don't like it, but because I feel like art is is and can be something that can sponsor and situate a career. It could be called, it could be the crazy category too. They could go, okay, he's now he's finally crazy. He's solidified crazy. We know that he's crazy now. They called me that when I had all these dreams. I'm like, that's what you call people when they want to build your land up, when they want to shout you out, so to speak. That's all I ever wanted to do. I thought it's free. If you just pay attention to artists, you know this too. Artists don't still don't get paid, in my opinion, for what we do. I don't. I do not. And I'm I'm humbled because I have been in situations, and I've and August was crazy. August was the cra- busiest year I've ever been in with art. I was all over the place. I guess I'm still all over the place. But artists still don't get paid. I still I still think that. I think that that's a a common misconception in modern and contemporary art because people hear about modern artists' work getting sold for huge amounts of money. And when I sometimes I talk to people about work in museums. And they're like, why is this worth millions of dollars? And I say, there's very few pieces of art in the globe worth millions of dollars, including art that you're going to see in small and large museums. Very, very few. And there's very few artists who have ever, even the artists who created work worth that much money, who have ever directly profited from it. Yeah. And I think that itself leads into an entire discussion of um, labor and value. Labor and value, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, Which is just like a massive topic in itself but it's I think it's worth questioning when people have that reaction to artwork and what they think it should be worth or like their assumptions about what artists are are making almost there's like a knee jerk that artists might be pulling the wool over someone's eyes oh yeah 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 right yeah there's a little bit of uh there's almost like this magician aspect of it that how can you make this money then you present yourself as you do because you don't want to go in there and be like Igor and think or looking like you didn't make it a little money but you also don't want to go in there and like with your newest shoes. There's a there's a thing that you just kind of make sure you don't you don't wear your suit to your festival, right? Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. a, like there's that part. But also, I mean, you nailed it. It's there is this sort of like Houdini aspect. There's, there's something behind the curtain. You're you're just out here taking our money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the most recited question that I get still to this day, and I'm sure everybody in this room has heard this before because we're all festival experienced, is, do you make a living doing this? They are curious. It's not a bad thing, but I'm like, if I made a living out of of doing this, I would be on billboards, honey. That's what I want to say. As as big as I dream, no, I don't make a living. I make a lot. I take and make a lot of time (laughs) for this stuff. I don't make a living. Are you crazy? That's what I want to say. Like, don't you get that's what we're trying to do? We're trying to actually etch something into this world in a place that doesn't even know it, but wants it. And I would say even arguably needs it needs this these people these these people that have been told almost banished get away you're not supposed to be here doing that but ironically now here we are in 2022 going on in 23 we're welcoming people back and wanting them to move back into these rural areas where where you're like hey uh you got any new business ideas we we want you to live here those of us that stayed 
we're told to leave, but we got something to offer too. It, it may be a, a novelty sort of niche thing, but I guarantee you when these new ideas come, they come from walk, run, run up and down, drive up and down your main street in your small town, and you will see California, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, New York. And that's not by accident. That's because this place is awesome. And now this place is, my dad said something really cool over a dinner table when we were really young. He said, Jay, in your lifetime, the Tri-Cities will be one big city. It'll be, and here we are. They call it the Appalachian Highlands. They're starting it. He was prophetic in like a, a humorous way, but sometimes he'd say stuff. I'd go, where did he get that stuff from? That was that was in 95 he said that, back when John City was two roads in a Walmart or whatever. But it's true. And what they're going to do with some of the downtowns are a little ahead of each other or whatever, but each downtown is starting to feel it too. You wouldn't see this revival. You wouldn't see this life going in and out of downtown. You wouldn't see the visitation and the tourism uh, and I have my opinion about that, but but you wouldn't see all this comings and goings, as my family would say, if there wasn't sign and proof of life. And again, as I say, I always say this, there's no better sign of life than seeing art being made where you're at, where you're from, where you live. There's certain art, to, but that, that goes into another conversation, like certain art to some people looks like vandalism. And some art is vandalism. Let's be frank. No, none of us that are trying to like carve out this thing, because we do believe we're pioneers. I can't answer for Marcy, Brian, and Richard. They know me. I'm, I'm this 24-7, so this is not for the radio. They know me. I can't speak for them, but I, they would nod their head too. This is something that's going to matter, and I feel like we're pioneering something. I really do. Why not? Because what if I didn't make it? Tonight I lay my head on my pillow like my sister, I die. You, you got all of me today. You, you will be able to say, yeah, I had a conversation. He was that way. That's how I live. You have to live that way. And you don't, you don't, I do. I'm saying, I'm looking at my reflection. I'm going, after something happens like that and, and, and series of traumatic events happen, what other way would you act instead of trying to put on other artists, put yourself up, lift that rising tide, right? Like they say, lifts all ships. It's the truth. There's still a plate that's, that it's got all, all the food, all the courses. It's still big enough for all of us to eat on. We just haven't, haven't generated the public interest yet. Cause again, all of us come from it mostly. The public just doesn't know any better. God bless them because they just don't know any better. They don't they they don't realize that they're wearing modern and contemporary art on their back on their some logo in the corner of their shirt, the car they drove, the thing they watch on TV, the the koozie around their mug or whatever that you know, or the beer label. Started somewhere and it's art too. Now it's some of it's easy constructed digestible art, it's art you wouldn't even change your mind thinking. Are you, is that logo changed? No, it's been the same. You got people that are willing to do something that's fly every day, put their life on a canvas, put their life in a, and not even just, I have to, I'm biased to visual art, but there's performance arts and there's spoken word, there's hip hop, there's whatever. We've always had folk and country, bluegrass and and, and all that, but we're still um, hacking away trying to get accepted and, and like, like pull the wool was perfect. I, I haven't, I've thought of that, but I haven't heard that out loud. That is perfect. Cause there is this sort of thing. That's why you get the questions. Are you making a living doing this? And you're like, I just, all I had for breakfast was a cigarette, coffee and a banana. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you only knew that I have a migraine and I've only made 60 bucks, I've been out here for eight hours, but you go for me, it goes in a scrapbook. I archive stuff I'm involved with and not and indirectly, indirectly, of course, cause I feel like it's important. And it took a long time for a shy child who devalued himself, who felt like I was going nowhere. And and nowhere meant just to work and back, to, to say the things I say, to be called crazy. 
and then now I'm called the creator. You see, it's a it's a wonderful life. How cool is that? And I'm not even done. Like it just began. There's a lot of pressure to to do these things in art, but I asked for it. I can't speak the way I speak, and then I no longer can be on my soapbox. They're like, now you get to get to walk, and then I prove I don't just talk it; I walk it. And they're like, okay, now run it. <laughs> you know, so it's it's levels every time you. Because if you ever want to see the the examples and proof that we're pioneering, none of this stuff has been done before. Contemporary artists have not been interviewed and talked to and and wanted and desired like we have. There's proof. I don't have to say it. I say it, and they go, he's a little passionate, ain't he? But then I go like. Proof's in the pudding. I'm not invited to Emory before. It's no disrespect. I've drove through here once <laughs> before in my life. I had friends go here, but I'm here because of what I do. And that's such a cool thing. I don't want to be labeled as anything that's not positive, but but somebody that goes, yeah, he'll, he has something to say and he'll say it. And it's not blowhard. That's a local term. It's not, not to be that, but it's no, no, he's passionate. He believes that art is the best thing to show here. Maybe not before this, but could you imagine if art... <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever be, but I, I think like this too. Could you imagine if art and football were tied with the interest? Could you imagine if people cared about art like football? I mean, that would probably be too saturated maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. That's never happened before. I don't think, it, like you said, there's only a few uh, millionaires and, and they're, they're posthumously. Yeah. They had to die to do that. It got a little novel, little novelty to when they passed. There's a little bit. But I'm, I'm against that. I'm not for that. I'm not for not giving me my flowers while I'm here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not for not giving you yours while you're here. Yeah, we mentioned Basquiat in the last episode as this example of like a an urban folk artist who was non-traditional and who made a, a really massive impact and has some of the most um, highly valued artwork in the world. And he died in his early 20s. Yeah, yeah. He painted on cardboard. Late 80s. Yeah, yeah he, he uh, threw a stack of damp paintings on a table interrupted a dinner of Andy Warhol and his driver and said, this is what I do and you'll need me. And like three years later, they were a dynamic duo and he's, he's holding his own. And then of course, unfortunately four years later, he's dead from there. And, and he's, he's on the Brooklyn Nets, his signature, his, his crown signatures where they play basketball. Kevin Durant can shoot basketball right from his crown. <laughs> I had, a, I had an art friend say, what, what's up with trying to sell out? I'm like, I will sell out. Are you kidding me? Like, is that that feeling anymore? Because we, we know old artists from, like, downtown. They, they're they so anti this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If I have a chance to be on a shirt, a basketball court, a side of a truck, sign me up. And, again, it's because of my relationship with, with where I'm from and that being John City and wanting to say, I'm from there. That's why I always felt a little double cross when John City like looks over people and they're like, all we wanted to do was show love to you. Like a high school breakup. It's, it's not you. It's me. I promise it's, 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 it's a me thing. It's like, you're telling me it's a you thing, but you're breaking up with me thing. I'm willing to give to you. I think in selling out, there's a huge amount of visibility. Hey, I'll take that any day. Yeah. I can be seen in, from Japan to Mars. I'll be, yeah, take it any day. Absolutely. We've spoke a little bit about these same topics I heard a little bit when you uh, were in a show at the William King Museum with us. Do you want to talk about that experience? Yeah, yeah. Was that I, I was just in Humor Me, and then I had a, I think I was in a show last summer. In our um, Maker's Market. And the, yeah, the Maker's Market, that's it. It was called something else, I should know was, that. Was that it? It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we were there, so it, we, were, yeah. we were too close to it to see it. Music and Makers. Music and Makers, yes, yes, yes. But no, I often recite these things because it still remains true, but I think every year we, we get better. And, it, and again, that was another first. I like being a part of first. And, and 
They're personal mostly, but being invited there to do that show and the weather got real nasty at the end, if I remember correctly. But again, not unlike my hometown, the reception from the public is really cool when people say, where are you from? There's an interest tone to it. And you go to other other folks' hometowns and places that welcome art and they go, oh, John City, okay, okay, art must be this or that there. And you're like, yes and no or whatever. But the bottom line is, is everywhere I go, people are really glad to see you. People are glad to see me and the artist next to me and the artist this way and that way. And I think it's, it's just a wonderful feeling. And, and to be invited to William King and then the next year, it was, I must be doing something when, you know, Anna Buchanan saying, can we be in a show next year? And I was in a show that, that would be this year. And then she wants, she says, can you be in a show in 2023 or four or five or whatever? I'm like, yeah, if I'm alive, I will be, you know, but, but I'm doing something right. If people keep saying, do you want to be in a show, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sometimes I have to go. I don't get a lot of chance. I don't get a lot of time. I do reflect, but not so much time to do so when things are so rapid, but when I do, I go like, I cannot believe, like, I'll reflect on this interview and I'll reflect on the last one. I can't believe I'm being taught. People want to hear and, and, and hopefully mostly see what I do. That's my nature. I, I'd rather you see and then, then you can maybe watch, see what I do, look at my paintings and then hear my voice in that order. Because I'm so, it's so uneasy for me to sit here and just blah, blah, blah and blab about stuff. But I was in five shows in, five shows in one day last month. It started all in one day. That's awesome. Right. For me, there might be another artist in 10. He's like, I'm in 10. Like, okay, cool. But I'm just saying for me, that's cool. Right. And one of the folks said um, they were worried because I had to remind him like, hey, you know, I'm in this many shows. (laughs) The lady said, "Uh, Jason, are you going to be able to be in so many shows at the same time? And I love I love stuff like that. It doesn't happen often when I get asked that or obviously I've never been in just five shows that start on the same date. But I said, you have no idea. So I, I remember emailing you saying, you have no idea. what If you uncap me, you have no idea. Just try to be well thought. And then in between like a sandwich, well spoken. And then then do well. And you can just rearrange those orders no matter what. If you Whatever you see of me, you can rearrange those orders. Because now all of a sudden, speaking engagements and, and obligations have, have been what I do. And it's so it's so uneasy, but it's also cool too. Like it's... It's both on the same coin. It's like a, I'm at the free throw line, and you know the game's on the line. You know you can hit these. You hit these all day. These free throws. These are easy, but you see the crowd. One guy has no shirt on, and he's your team is awful written on his chest, and he's just he's right in front of the goal. That's how it feels sometimes speaking. I'm like, is this real? Can I get past this? Just because it's that's the introvert eight year old me going like hide, run and hide, and then 36 year old me is like, no more hiding, get out. I think that's what's difficult when you stand up and you say and you advocate for yourself in a really strong way and you say like this is what I'm capable of. I want people to see my work. And with having that stance you always get some pushback. Right? Oh, yeah. For like you kept saying like he's well why are you so passionate? Why are you so loud? Mm-hmm. Still. And even just to stand up and say those words you're you're representing like a movement past inner insecurity and through these experiences you told us about that you've been through um that are visible in your work. Right. And, yeah. and that 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 uh, and not to interject you there since since I, I always say coming out, I don't I don't want to dismiss that term and, and make it like I'm picking on that term. But that's what I did publicly. I came out publicly. I was sitting painting and then it was just time. But since then, I've always felt like I had to prove like I'm from here, or from there, wherever, where I'm from. And because they're like, where does, how does somebody arrive on the scene and have all this work done? I, I wanted to show that I wasn't wasting my time. And then as time goes on and we were up into the current 
current era of my of my work and my what I do and what influenced me and what the what risk I want to take now now I'm able to I have a you know years long not battle but um I, I don't know what the term would be but I for years I have I've done nothing but try to cultivate and and even curate my own mind and be and to develop creative confidence I realize that's where I get my confidence because now I have something to stand for when you don't have something you don't really know what you're doing now now art kind of matters it matters to me I'll die on that hill that's fine now now I'm trying to make it matter to the public. But recently, being a <laughs> not bi, biracial, uh, triracial child or whatever, I heard that, I've heard that now. I thought that was interesting because I didn't grow up with that term, like biracial mix, whatever. But I've got a lot more things to say that have to do with the historical backgrounds of, of my people's plural. And sometimes they're depicting images of like some, some pretty brutal things that happen. And I'm looking and I'm that I'm that dweeb that would get on Google for years and see certain images leave. And I'm not for censorship. I, I know that we're trying to make everything kind of gentle and all that, but I also know that life sucks and it's hard. And we gotta be tough too. And when, when it matters, you shouldn't be you shouldn't feel like you're in a corner. You touched on this too. My art came out of devastation, out of being in a corner. Corner a stray cat and see what happens. That's what I was. That's what I still am. I still have that fire. Like a cat in a car, right? I'm now confident. Now, if if I shut up, I can now because of what's behind me or what's in my studio or what's in what's in the gallery. I can now. Now, if I was just sitting here blabbing, I wouldn't have that confidence to. I, you wouldn't hear from me, like I always say. And, um, but it's all all of that. Um, uh, to me, is 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 something that I, I've I've developed. I want to be. I, I want to be both soft and hard. You know, hard like a rock, soft like water, be able to be fluid. But recently with the topics, and that's where I was going, I do a lot of topics that have to do with my, my black family in history. Not just necessarily my family in general, but black uh, African-American history and black history and American history. Because they're, the, they're not separate, is what I try to say. It's not, they're not separate. Um, I, I grew up with these deep conversations with who I consider my, my dad would laugh, my black guide. That's my dad. I get to, and my sister was that too. But I also grew I grew up in black household, Cherokee Indian black households and white households. I've got bootlegging uh, hillbillies in my family and I've got street hustlers in my family. I've got little native people that that still do baskets in my family. So imagine when you enter society and you're tell, they're telling you to be two things. And you're sitting there going like I'm not two things, I'm a whole bunch of things. And there's other things in between those things. And the recent uh, backlash you were talking about um, is th- this is a, this is a new frontier, and it's not. I haven't really said this stuff publicly. Is some some of the black art that I do, and not all of it is in peril. It's in your face. Why not? I'm watching Google take away images of lynchings. I'm watching Google take away black nanny photos. I'm I'm sitting here going, I know society right now is trying to do the right thing by hiding things. But don't you know that's what they did in the 40s and 50s when they started integrating, hiding history? So be aware, just because of hurt your feelings, we need to learn about it. We had this conversation coming up in the car. Don't just tear down Christopher Columbus's head. Put it in a museum, right? So that's my way of thinking. I've done lynching paintings. I've done uh, slave galley. They've appeared, and, and they're very detailed, very, very hard. To, and they took, they were inspired watching people get murdered on TV. I don't watch a lot of TV. But when the time I did in 2020, all you saw was just murders on TV. It's just like, what? 
TV's crazy now. Who watches the news now? Who can afford in their brain and their hard drive to sit there and watch it? As I did, not unlike any other American, you're watching men screaming out from their mother, watching their necks get snapped. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a lynching photo in color. And the backlash I have now is from what you would call my own people. They have a problem. So, and not I. I had the support of my great grandmother, who's second generation from slavery. I mean, she had she knew people that were slaves. She was the blackest member of my family, and not color even culture even. That's what I mean. So I had her backing. I don't really worry about it. But it, just like Bob Marley tried to break into the the black American public, he couldn't quite break that. Get fans. He had to do. He had to get into disco to try to get that fan fan appeal because he, he did he wanted, he wanted to appeal to the black culture here he just quite couldn't until he died of course another artist has to die to get notoriety um the uh that's that's what i want to do too but i'm i'm seeing that black youth is comfortable with white people jumping in and what i run into now is i'm in i'm in quote-unquote like black shows right shows that have have to do with like african-americans not only creating but topic wise right and not all of my art is like showing black people and slaves or whatever in, in general, but not all in peril. I have us us winning too, but it was new to me to have backlash and like people really want to ask you and wonder like why do you why are you doing slave paintings and why are you doing this lynching that that was a big one. People really had a problem with that on another university there where I thought like you got away from censorship and I was so naive coming from where I was was from. I thought you got away from censorship and I realized actually you get involved more into censorship and, and, but I answer when I get confronted with, why are you doing this art? The, the, I call it 1493. It's Christopher Columbus holding an Arawak Indian head. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to paint. You have to sort of become vicious to paint these things. I literally save spiders and flies in my kitchen when they come in, but you have to become almost this sort of nastiness to paint this, you know, blood and severed head. This was a somebody. This was, even if we can't relate to them in the 15 and 1600s, they were 1400s, they were still something, somebody. There was something to someone. And it takes you in a dark place. So I answer when, you know, when people say, why are you, I've been on all black panels. And with me, I'm, I'm sort of like a, I'm like an ambiguous race when I come in. The people can't quite figure what I am. And I, I think it's fun. Uh, I, I have a sense of humor that's probably not acceptable now, but I just, I like being where I am and where I'm from, who I am, and being involved with so many races and so, because the diverse stuff happened and still does in my family. Like, we didn't know of a non-mixed family. So when I hear all this stuff about highlighting race only and not who, and but what you are, I'm like, eesh. but I'll tell folks when they, they say, why are you, why are you doing the slave painting? Why are you doing the lynching painting? And I'll say, because you're not. Because Google is taking away those images, thinking that's the best thing to do. I'm not saying to go exploit, explore though. Have you, if you ever seen a lynching photo, there, if you want to see evil in in mass, uh, take a look. They're pretty pretty interesting in the in a very horrible way. Because some of those happen probably down the road, three thousand plus of them. You know. Yeah, I think it's it's like the. Um... Emmett Till image discussion, right? It's the same discussion, I think, within art and politically social, or the, the term we use now is socially engaged art. Mm-hmm. So if you're collecting terms, you can say I, I, I urban folk artists, yeah. you've got socially engaged like art, right? Noted. And that's a big, a whole area. Thank you so much for coming on our show. 
Uh, Jason, I really appreciate it. I think this was really uh, insightful, and I, I learned a lot today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to WEHC 90.7. This is Art Speaks, a production of the William King Museum of Art. I'm your host, Charlotte Torrance. Uh, tune in next week. We come on at, on Thursdays at 1 p.m., and you can find our podcast on any podcast platform. 